Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Hey everybody, welcome to Parenting by the Pint. We are a podcast of two moms who like to talk about different beers we enjoy from mostly local breweries, but we're branching out. (laughs) And um, commonly a parenting topic, or on some occasions, just something we want to chat with each other about, uh, like tonight. Yeah. And so my name is Kara, and this is Lauren. Hi, everybody. And uh, tonight we are going to feature a brewery called Untitled Art. And I'm going to let Lauren jump in right away here and share some <laughs> fun facts with them while we open our first beer, which I know is a milkshake, but I didn't get a good look at it. Passion fruit orange guava. That's a lot in there. It's That's... a Berliner Weiss with passion fruit, orange juice, guava puree, milk sugar. Uh, yeah, it's a collab with Tripping Animals Brewing, which is out of Florida. So, Untitled is out of Wanakee, Wisconsin, another Wisconsin brewery, um, like our last podcast was. Um, But they are brewing out of Octopi. Octopi is one of the biggest contract brewers in the United States now, I believe, actually. They have a number of people that brew from them. They've done a huge amount of renovations and improvements and things. Um, but anyways, the owner of Octopi and one of the guys from Funk Factory, also uh, Madison, Wisconsin, I believe, brewery, uh, Levi Funk, I mean, cool name, and Isaac uh, Schwacki, <laughs> How I think. convenient right? for him. Um, they joined forces to start Untitled. Um, I think how it went was Funk Factory was one of Octopi's customers or some weird combination not sure how exactly they all got together um but they started brewing back in december of 2016 together okay um so and i think they kind of started out being like wisconsin not to harp on wisconsin isn't innovating isn't doing a lot of different things the first thing they started was kind of doing variations on ipas new england ipas hazy ipas different kinds of things that were more experimental and you know kind of fun side project it sounds like okay um and they just kind of went on from there um you know they started brewing relatively small and they've gotten pretty big over the years i mean they've distributed i think to 15 different states florida being their second largest i believe outside of wisconsin um so yeah you know they're they're a pretty cool place you know back in i don't remember if it was 2016 2017 right before they started actually um distributing beer they had a contract with or it wasn't signed yet, but they had a contract with a distributor. And it was more not boilerplate. It was very, um, you know, they wanted more ownership, more rights, more say in things. And it was like the week before Christmas, I read an article about, and the distributor came back and took everything out that they wanted in the contract. And they knew they had like 50,000 barrels of, you know, product that needed to be distributed and essentially had them what they thought by the throat in sign this or we're not going to do it. So their first distribution of their, I don't know, however many barrels it was, was with rented U-Hauls and volunteers just driving them and dropping them off to places (laughs) all on their own. No distributor. Like, essentially, you know, the distributor wanted to play hardball, and they were like, no, 
this is what we wanted, this is what we agreed to, and you changed it up on us last minute, and we're we're not going to do it. So it sucks. Um, sucks, but you know they've they've been doing well, and you know they've increased a ton over the last four years. Um, you know they started each different batch that they did was like 300, 500 cases. Now it's like 3,000 cases of each kind of beer that they do. And they collab with pretty much everybody. Like almost every different beer that I've seen of them is with a different brewery that's oh, wow. all over the place. That's from, you know, they've done Angry Chair with um, out of Tampa. They've done um, Microphone from Chicago that, you know, we've done. They've done Bottle Logic from California. Mm-hmm. So it's not even local. It's like all over if somebody wants to do a collab they're all for it so that's awesome yeah so it's definitely different than a lot of breweries that are very much on their own very much you know kind of stereotypical not in terms of their beer but in terms of how they handle distributing how they handle brewing how they handle you know things like that so they're, they're pretty cool they're different you know i've had a lot of their beers they're one of my favorites i will say um and i've liked almost all of them there are a handful that i haven't loved but (laughs) that's okay you know you can still love somebody even if they're not perfect this is true that that goes across the board (laughs) i mean right i mean isn't that doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be real At, (laughs) at my job we make this joke about like Whenever we make a new t-shirt, the t-shirt always just says, like, our company name and our phone number, you know, and sometimes we put, like, a little, like, slogan or a catchphrase or just a quote of some kind on there. And we jokingly agreed at one point we were going to make, like, a top 10 list that we were going to put on the t-shirt. Top 10, like, commonly used phrases at the job. (laughs) And um, one of the ones that we commonly use is... Perfect enough. Perfect this enough. This is perfect enough. <laughs> this is perfect enough. It's These not are, brain surgery. You know, I don't make, enough. I don't, I don't perform brain surgery in case you guys are wondering. Yeah, no, neither um, of us So it's too. safe. It's okay <laughs> if I say it's perfect enough. Don't worry. Nobody's life is at stake. But perfect enough. Yeah. So every once in a while, that little phrase uh, comes to me at occasions outside of work. <laughs> And I, I feel like, like maybe perfect this is how enough. you feel about Untitled Art. Yeah, is that they're perfect enough. They're perfect enough. Every beer doesn't have to be the best version of that beer that yeah. you've ever had. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they're not knocking it out of the park regularly and yeah. that they're not impressing you many times over. Yeah, and, you know, they've they've done a variety of different beers. They have a lot of fancy, I guess. Like the this, like, passion fruit, orange, guava, milkshake. Like, they've got a lot of fruity stuff out there that they've... definitely thrown in a bunch of flavors a bunch of bunch of complex flavors um and usually they hit the mark sometimes they don't usually they do they had a lemon meringue that didn't do it for me and maybe like the whiskey hill maybe it was the pie piece of it maybe there had some maybe yeah i mean that one had the balance of flavors in that beer went a different direction than you personally wanted them to go. Yeah, so maybe and it was more of an expectation than it was, but that wasn't my favorite. There's a couple others that haven't been my favorites, but, you know, they also do a lot of different ex- experimenting with flavors. Like, they definitely, they're not, if you're looking for just a standard IPA, you're not probably probably not going to get that as much from Untitled. You're going to get the weird combinations 
the strong flavors, the, you know, and they don't just do the fruity ones. They do stouts. They, you know, so I've had a number of stouts from them that I really like as well. Um, they've ventured into seltzers, which I have not tried. So I can't speak to that, which maybe someday we will discuss our, the seltzer world. Um. I'm really worried about this idea. We've talked about this seltzer idea for a while, you guys, and we want to do a seltzer episode. It will definitely happen eventually. It will. It's just, the more I learn about seltzers, the more I feel like it doesn't matter what we do, we're We're not not going to try like a wide enough variety to feel like, like, do we drink a seltzer that a brewery came out with? Or, or do we only drink like the like oh, large yeah, mass like the, produced ones? The the Trulies and the White Claws and the those things. I don't know. I, I, yeah, you know, I will have say to get that, the nitty gritty down. Yeah, here. seltzers are, are they require different machinery to make than a lot of breweries have on hand. Octopi is a brewery that aspires to produce thirty to forty percent out of their facility. That's not just beer. So they have different equipment available that they can do it. A lot of breweries don't. Right. And so I'm not sure what the ex- my expectations would be from seltzers from other places. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll Anyways, revisit we're moving that on. conversation. Tangent. It's just you mentioned that seltzer so. thing, and I was just like, this comes up <laughs> so often. All right. So we're drinking what appears to be orange juice. This. So, right. I mean, did you taste it? I haven't yet. Did you smell it? Yeah. It smells like orange juice. It smells like orange juice and it looks like orange juice. With I mean, a little guava. It, I could see the yes, guava. It's a little bit it darker. It smells than... very satisfying though. It smells In like the, juice. If you like the smell of orange juice, I'm actually personally not a huge orange juice drinker. Orange juice is not my favorite juice. Um, but... The smell of it, it's like people who don't like coffee, mm. but they like the smell of coffee. That's fair. Um, it's like me and sitting with my, my my snifter of bourbon that I like to smell. Well, and sure. Not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of how I feel about orange juice, although not in the same refined way, because it's just orange juice. But, fair, uh, fair. <laughs> I'm not getting like, sit in a big leather chair right. in front I of wanna a fire. I want to be in a library with a fireplace and a yeah. big leather chair. My feelings with my on stif- orange juice are, are more like... This doesn't smell like a bad smell. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair. It's enjoyable. I feel as this beer would go perfect in a beer mosa. Mm-hmm. So that's my initial smell, color, everything. I mean, it tastes like a beer mosa. And it's, taste. It tastes this... This You would, don't have to add anything to this to no. make it taste like a beer mosa. Um, this would be a... This is a perfect breakfast beer. <laughs> I would definitely drink this while eating like a slice of ham and some scrambled eggs right? and maybe some hash browns. Okay. I'm more of a savory breakfast person, which sure. we've talked about yes. in other episodes. I go back and forth. This is my struggle for breakfast is I never can decide between savory and sweet. Yeah. But if I have savory with this perhaps to drink, maybe you get a that little would, of both worlds, That would probably right? do it for you, right? See? I think so. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, not to say right. you couldn't eat like some pancakes with some whipped cream on top Fair. with this no, you i totally think you could, could definitely do that as well yeah all right so this if is only this was our beer. topic tonight <laughs> it's totally not yeah we can pretty much always talk about breakfast by the way if we mm-hmm. ever run out of things to say lauren and you want to talk about breakfast food we're good i can do okay. that uh, yeah no pretty much at will all right good to know duly noted anyways so passion fruit orange guava milkshake uh as 
advertised, I would say. I mean, this is based off of that description. This yeah. is totally what I would expect. I was going to say that as well. I didn't want to distract from from the glorious orange odor that I spoke <laughs> about at length. Like, I don't want to distract from the fact that this beer is accurately described, mm-hmm. that it I get those flavors. I know we haven't talked about passion fruit um, as much as we've talked about these other flavors coming through, but I definitely get that as well. It just really smooths everything out. You know, oranges are pretty, can be a very strong flavor. It can be, yeah. I think um, the guava really evens that out, though. It takes the orange down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I had a guava drink the other day, and I really like the flavor mixed with something. Yeah. I think I've it's a good... had just guava juice and been kind of yeah. like, eh. Yeah, I think it's a good mixer with something else, and I think this is a good combination if you don't like beer that tastes like fruit juice you won't like it yeah this which is... i get like there are definitely people that are like this isn't beer i mean technically it is um and if this is up your alley then it's pretty tasty <laughs> yeah i agree i i mean for what it is for what it is it's yeah. intended to be i think it's a great representation of that i think many many times we try these beers that have a com- combination of flavors in them and we have a little trouble parsing out the details. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't really feel that way. This beer is simple enough for me to appreciate everything that's going on. Yeah, there's not too much. Yeah, I would agree. You know, we have talked about when pe- when breweries add, you know, three, four, five different, you know, flavors to it. They might blend too much and that you can't discern each individual flavor enough. I don't think that's the case with this. I mean, you can definitely pull out. I will caveat, I don't actually know what a passion fruit tastes like. I can just assume based off of things I've had. We but I can definitely passion fruit right? cuz this is like the third beer I we've know, had with passion I agree. fruit. In so it. at some point if I find it in like Whole Foods or some random yeah. cuz it's not going to be at like my jewel. You know, I'm not going to find passion fruit at the jewel. Maybe we should do like <laughs> a taste weird fruit episode. Cool. I'm yeah, I'm going to buy one. that jackfruit if I see it one day. I want you to do that. All right. Next time I All right. All right. I'm going to be on the lookout. Anyways, the orange you definitely can taste, the guava you definitely can taste. Um, you know, I think that's a it's a very good combination and again, if this is something that's up your alley, I think that you would really enjoy this. So, yeah, and um, a fantastic summer drink, right, Lauren? I mean, fantastic. doesn't that just bring this it all together? This is a perfect sit outside poolside vacation. Drink. Yeah, this is like the tropical, you know, this gives you that little tropical beach vibe. Yeah, know? I could just, you know, sit by my camper and pretend I'm somewhere tropical drinking this beer. I mean, you know, even at a in a campsite at your camper, you still get to have that moment of peace. Mm-hmm. That this is true. You can feel almost anywhere. I mean, you and I spoke before we started recording about how I would literally just sit in a hotel room for six hours by myself. Yeah. Uh, at I, peace. I I did that actually on Mother's Day. Oof. I had a hotel room to myself in downtown Chicago. I walked around downtown for like three hours by nice. myself, just sightseeing, walking around. And this was in the middle of like, you know, nobody was anywhere. So nobody right. was out. You were basically so alone. I was essentially so, taking pictures of like Chicago sightseeing with nobody around. And then I went back to my hotel room. I took a nice hot shower. I ordered in sushi for dinner and 
ice cream, I think. I don't know. I ordered it in dessert. I read a book. I sat out by the window and just looked at the skyline. Oh, man. And that, I had an overnight in a hotel room to myself and I did nothing. And it was fantastic. I highly recommend it. Yeah. You know what really does it for me is a balcony. I know you probably mm. didn't have one because you were in a, a hotel I didn't have a city. balcony, but I will say that I was at, hotel, uh, at London House Hotel and it overlooks all of the bridges so it's right oh, at the nice. corner of wacker and michigan okay so it overlooks all the bridges going out looking towards lake michigan so i could see everything and it's floor oh, to ceiling windows nice. that's so, very nice the view well, is and, great and weather permitting it might be even better to just have a gorgeous view rather right. than an outside gorgeous view. i will say <laughs> though i would agree balcony so we are going girls trip um over labor day down to savannah ish georgia and me and a couple girlfriends and we're staying on tybee island for a couple of days which i've never been to um but we're looking at hotels looking at airbnbs looking at things blah blah blah. and there's i we landed on a hotel but it has a balcony with an ocean view and i was like screw everything else if we're staying by the ocean I want to be able to see the ocean without like that sounds having perfect. to drive wherever. And so if I can see it, then that's, you know, I'll pay the little bit extra. That to goes that. a long way with me. Right. Like, yeah, a me nice too. balcony. Like when we were planning trips for the summer, um, you know, obviously everything kind of is up in upheaval and, mm. you know, you're trying to kind of keep things simple. Yeah. Um, because anything can happen. But sure. we planned a trip where we went to Starved Rock, mm-hmm. which is a state park in central Illinois, and then um, into Galena, which I've talked about before on the podcast, but it's a small little town um, in like northwestern Illinois that has like a nice little main street with shops and restaurants. And they have horseback riding and fishing yeah. and canoeing and all kinds of stuff. Mostly yeah. outdoorsy stuff, but. But even just a nice, yes. But even just a nice, peaceful place to chill and maybe shop antiques if that's your jam, Mm -hmm. or just drink some wine. They have a nice distillery out there Mm -hmm. now. Um, Splom Brothers out there. Yes. Um, And they also have a brewery, Galena Brewing. Um, So you know, there's Mm -hmm. always my other love. There you go. Beer, (laughs) Uh, balconies, balconies and beer. Yeah, bacon, bacon. Bacon. Oof, so many bees. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so um, we stayed in Starved Rock for a couple of nights, uh, for a night, and we stayed in Galena for a couple nights, and both places we stayed had a balcony uh-huh. um, screened in. Oh, nice. And, which is nice, because yeah. it's so buggy, Yeah, you know, in the summer here. Ugh. And so, like... <laughs> It was very nice to be able to sit outside and enjoy a little bit cooler weather and yeah. and enjoy that and kind of just watch the environment around us. You know, we were right off of Main Street in Galena, mm-hmm. so we could kind of see Main Street. And um, and even in Starved Rock, uh, even though we weren't near the state park, mm-hmm. you know, we were kind of in this little, like... Uh, I don't want to say like a subdivision of, of other rental homes, but just mm-hmm. kind of a nice little quiet area sure. that was peaceful outside. Yeah. Um, and it was just, you know, it was nice to get away. And we the kids really enjoyed hiking at Starved Rock, which isn't something we've really done very much yeah. with them. We're all doing more outdoor things, which is great. We probably should have been doing them anyways. <laughs> but, know, you know... My husband's there's... been trying to get me to go to Starved Rock <laughs> for like three years. And I've been hesitant because... 
I'm one of those people that's like read all of those stories about the people, people who falling die off the, yeah. at Starved Rock. You're gonna fall off the the rail, crash through the railing, and fall off the stairs or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to your death. I'm not gonna lie to you. After having gone with children, mm. the potential for death is it's not high. zero. Yeah. No. It's not zero. It's fair. It's, yeah. 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 There's. You with, could definitely kids, fall be, off a ledge yeah. and get really hurt. No, that's totally fair. Yeah, we haven't been there in quite quite a bit, but yeah, we're. You know, we've we have a camper. We've got a thirty foot travel trailer that we bought a couple of years ago, and um, we don't park it somewhere. We store it and then we pull it. I got a places. great place for you to store it this winter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I got a parking lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel I feel like there's a, uh, some sort of negotiation coming. I'm just saying that. <laughs> so you know, my my uh, shop has like this big wide open area around it and we sell spots for store for parking for mostly mm-hmm. like truckers and stuff sure. like that yeah, semis and um, stuff, yeah. but due to the fact that my children will be learning <laughs> from home whatever that means i uh have been having concerns about my time at work and i jokingly <laughs> suggested to lauren at one point that she park her camper at my shop. I think you suggested it to my I husband. I did. I actually. suggested it to your husband, and then I asked you if he mentioned it to you because I felt like if he told you about it, then he thought I was serious. Yeah. And then you were like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I was just like, oh. He probably didn't think you were serious. He so. thought I was joking. But no, really. I was sort of joking, and I am sort of joking. It's just <laughs> I could put my kids in there, and it's they true. could e-learn in a safe focused yeah. environment and you would have a place to put your trailer this is true yeah. and i would I mean, get something got, from it <laughs> it's got a it's got air conditioning it's i got can hook it up to nice, my shop I yeah mean, there's no really, problem there you literally just need an electrical outlet yeah and yeah. uh you've got air and you've got yeah power you got a nice and we've got security cameras table. all over the place all right we can put one inside the mm-hmm. so trailer so that we can watch them from afar you totally could all right well this is a possibility we've we will got... revisit this conversation <laughs> off the air all right sounds good but so we have we have this so tell so... me about using it for camping yes it's actual purpose no we've done we've been camping more this year than we probably have in previous years because where else are you gonna go mm-hmm. you know and actually for a while there um camping was considered an essential service because some people that's where they have seasonal spots they can stay it's a house it's you know where they sure right so in some states camping and campgrounds were still open when everything else was closed um so we've been to we have a favorite campground in fond du lac wisconsin that we go to a couple of times a year but we've we've ventured out more this year as well we went um to one I don't remember what town it was. It might have been Spring Green, but anywhere, somewhere close, relatively close to Madison along the Wisconsin River. That was very nice that I would definitely go back to. Um, and then we ventured off to Michigan two weekends ago. Maybe was it last weekend? I don't know. Two weekends ago. Um, we went to Michigan, um, place we've never been and I probably wouldn't go back to. So I'm not going to mention that name, but <laughs> it was fine, but it was just fine. Um, mm. So I feel like just fine in terms of camping doesn't make yeah. me feel good. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, it, it's probably, it's not a secret to the people who know me, but <laughs> camping is really not in my wheelhouse. Um, I will say that we don't like, we've been, we've been threatening, not really threatening, but telling our children, like they have to tent camp at some point oof. in their lives because our camper has air conditioning. They each have a bunk bed. There's three bunk beds. 
it, there's a table wow. that fits all of us. There's a microwave, a fridge, a freezer, a stove, you know, our own like queen size bed that has its own doors. It's got a fireplace. It's got heat. It has a TV. It has two TVs, one indoor TV, one outdoor TV. It's not camping. It's literally just a hotel room on wheels. Right. So like... Well, and it's even more than that. It's more like an apartment on wheels. Right, it is. And they have their own space. They have their own little closet. They have their stuff. They have foam mattresses. It's not even like it's a crappy sleeping bag. Like, they have a nice place. Yeah. So I'm like, you guys need to tent camp at some point in your lives to appreciate the fact that we have a camper that is very nice. That's so funny. (laughs) Because I tent camped. You know, like... Did you really? Did you do that a lot growing up? Not growing up. My mother is not a camper. So we rented a pop-up a couple of times. Okay. Um, But not... We tent camped once when I was young. It wound up in disaster. It poured down rain. We wound up in a flea-infested hotel. And the car broke down. And we had to call my dad's friend to come pick us all up. It was a complete... I don't remember any of it, but my mother has told me the story like 12 times. And is times. that like so, the story she tells to inform people about how she, she doesn't, doesn't camp. camp? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so... I don't recall any of this, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, but we did rent a pop-up a couple of times. And me and my husband, we've been dating for an eternity. It's been 21 years now? No. Is that possible? Yeah. 21 years we've been together. Um, so when we first started dating, we tent camped a handful of times. So okay. we did it more when we were dating than I did when I was a kid. I'm sure my husband would have suggested that. Uh, when we were dating, but there's, ep- I'm sure I immediately informed yeah, no, him that no that chance. wasn't on the Zero docket that you for me. That. However, if you had a camper like ours, it's oh. really just an apartment. Yeah, see, like. now that's where I was going, yeah. actually, was that I uh, I could see myself doing that um, and, and also very much enjoying the environment and yeah. not just like, oh, it's comfortable to sleep in here, but also where you're at, what's available to you when it comes mm-hmm. to like being at a campsite versus being at a hotel you know yeah. you get a little bit different take on where you visit mm-hmm. and i like that idea and i think that's yeah. what's appealing to me where i've spent some of this downtime stuck at <laughs> home researching campers which is ridiculous yeah, right? but i still do it because <laughs> you know i'm one of those obsessive researcher type people mm-hmm. oh yeah you which need to i'm look gonna at, talk about yeah. actually with more of my summer highlight stories but uh that's just kind of my thing and so mm-hmm. there's been time where i'm like if i bought a camper what would i buy mm. and i we spent a whole lot of time well we have three kids which is part of why it was we're gonna talk about campers for 25 minutes so <laughs> we have three kids so we needed to have at least three beds for the children plus the queen size bed for us plus a u-shaped kitchen uh table because a lot of them just have a booth which you can't fit five people at a booth so i don't know why you would have someplace yeah why would five, one sleep eight like they're all like oh, have we a sleep, table that has sleep four. eight but it's then dumb. the table so small. we needed the u-shaped table three bunks um we really like we have a really big outdoor kitchen it's a double fridge so think of like larger like a almost like a little bit taller than a beer fridge, like beer chiller sized. Okay. But it's double that because one side's a freezer, one side's the okay. fridge. Um, a stovetop, a sink, and an 
ice maker in our outdoor fridge. Whoa. Yeah, you pour bottles of water in it and it makes ice. Oh so my god. It's dude. fantastic for, for drinks. But anyway, so all of that and this, it had to be able to be. My kids are going to love this. Right? This is going to be perfect for e-learning. Yeah, it had to be able to be teach pulled my by. son how to make ice. And, That's like it's learning. It's a science experiment. You're great, right? But we didn't want to buy a new truck, so it had to be able to be pulled, it had to be under 8,000 pounds. To be able to be pulled by my husband's truck. So all of these requirements. See, that's the hang up I have is the towing tow vehicle. Yes, that's a problem. My father used to own a vehicle that Mm. had a towing capacity of 5,500 pounds, which is kind of low, but not impossibly low. You could. Um, He sold that car. Well. Uh, So now Now I don't have anybody (laughs) who has a car with a reasonable towing capacity that's like in my immediate family. That you could borrow reasonably. I would have to invest in a vehicle if Mm -hmm. I were to buy something that was large enough. Yeah. Um, And because my two cars are a minivan and and an electric car, car, not so much. I don't really have something currently (laughs) that can tow a vehicle. This is true. So then. Your husband actually proposed to me the idea of getting like a like an RV, mm-hmm. uh, like a motorhome, yeah. and towing my electric car with it, yeah. so that we would be able to drive the electric car yeah. for necessities and, sure. and random to the store or whatever, or a yeah. restaurant trip, or mm-hmm. yes, a yeah. store stop, or even to go visit something yeah, outside of the far. campsite or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, or where maybe vehicle size would be a factor. Yeah. Um, cause there are plenty of State like parks national and parks and stuff yeah, like that sure. where they have limitations. Yeah. With we just health. drove through the Badlands out in oh, South yeah. Dakota. It would, we saw people doing it, but it would be much easier to drive just a vehicle through there than tow a large, uh, camper through there. <laughs> yes. I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so you know i was like oh that's not a terrible idea you know but i get hung up on the idea of like it's another motor vehicle it's like another the difference between doing maintenance on a camper for Mm -hmm. example where you're possibly maintaining there's no engine you have wheels you have axles you obviously have to Yeah, you have moving pieces but it's not the same as a whole nother but when you have a vehicle vehicle that you're maintaining first of all it absolutely is going to have an expiration date Mm-hmm. Whereas a camper, if you try hard enough, you can make it last probably a very, very long time. Oh, yeah. um, and if your needs don't change, mm-hmm. yikes, yeah. we're going to talk about campers. <laughs> You're right, 25 minutes. <laughs> what was that? You. So far, it's been like eight. And all we've talked about is campers. <laughs> Um, but it's relevant, you guys, because Lauren went camping. This is what we did this summer. What did you do this summer? Well, we went camping a lot. Well, I will say I just said that we were in uh, South Dakota. So my oh, adult yeah. trip thus far this year was my husband, I, and 10 friends of ours rented a cabin in, I don't know if it's Lead or Lead, South Dakota. I, I never, I, I have no idea. I think Lead. I think it's Lead. That's what I always said. But however... Yeah. Did you get corrected? No, nobody knew. That was oh, the problem. Okay. So we'll go with lead. Anyway, so we went to Sturgis before like Sturgis Rally. But yes, we were out there to ride motorcycles. Well, I didn't ride. I was a passenger. Um, but as you all know, she I can. can. <laughs> but probably not some of the difficult riding out in South Dakota. There are some very windy, difficult roads, but they're beautiful and it's gorgeous. And frankly, something like that is the perfect place to go. In a time like this where you don't want to be around people. There really, when we were there, we were pre-rally. So there wasn't really any, many people. You That's know, we good. went to restaurants a handful of times and, you know, there wasn't a lot of people. 
I will say nobody was really wearing masks out there, but it's South Dakota. Their rate is so low compared to yeah. everywhere else. Right. Um, but most of what we did was we just looked at the beautiful views. We saw Mount Rushmore. We did the Badlands. We went through and saw Buffalo at Custer State Park. Like, we weren't nice. around people most of yeah. the time. So it actually was a perfect thing well, to do. Honestly, it was probably what motivated you to plan the trip in the first place, which was well before all of this went. I True. mean, was yes. that you were going for the yeah. scenery and you were going 100%. for the people yeah. joining you from here and right. stuff like that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, the reason you go out there is for the scenery. I mean, the reason we go out there is for the scenery. The people that came the week after us, the 250,000 people that are there to drink and be idiots and catch the virus probably it'll be interesting to see but um we've I, been it will there. be interesting it will be it's, i think it'll be interesting to I, see if it spikes or not and i don't mean to be and we make it a policy not to talk very much about this but i don't yeah. mean to be sounding like an like a scientist or like i'm experimenting on people but it's <laughs> it's interesting to me to see what the end result is yeah, for sure of this type of event and yeah. what how that they are a lot out. of people in a sm- in very tight quarters who generally are not following social distancing guidelines that a lot of people are recommending. I- I'm not saying I'm for or against or anything. I follow the rules when I have to, etc. Um, I am no doctor, you know. But it would be it will be interesting to see if there is any spike. Because if not, that'll be even more interesting, I think. I agree. So, who knows? But anyways, we've been there for rally. Um, it's an experience if you're into motorcycles and, you know, whatnot. It's it's cool to see one time, but it's really a hassle. It takes so long to get anywhere. And I imagine you can't. I mean, you, it takes forever to sit and eat or get a drink or whatever. And it's just, it's frankly not worth it. You go out there, it's beautiful. You, if you go to ride... You might as well go when there's not a ton of people. So uh, our weather was perfect. The riding was great. Um, so that was our adult trip this year. And then otherwise, we've pretty much been camping. We canceled Disney. We were supposed to go to Disney in October. Um, then we were going to go to Charleston with the camper and stay on St. James Island and do some things. But Charleston is kind of reverting back to earlier phases and shutting things down again so we're just gonna cancel that i don't know what we're gonna do in october so i guess we're just gonna wait and see as i was saying to you before we were tossing around plans for the fall Mm -hmm. and my husband was proposing maybe seeing a friend of his for a weekend Mm -hmm. um and i mentioned that i thought it would be nice if we did one more thing with the kids at some point probably over the length of a weekend or you know i mean a couple of days bracketing the weekend gosh we can't miss school. I mean, I technically, you miss, can just do it, like, at the hotel, right? I mean, right? all like, those things that they're yeah. going to learn <laughs> on their computers. Gym, library, and Gym, music. library, music, and art <laughs> are some of the things they're going to learn. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to stay positive, you guys. Yes. Sorry. I really am. I'm really trying to stay positive. So, uh, um, but we did have a conversation about, you know, a potential family trip of some kind something on the you know the drivable type sure, you know yeah. I, we're not gonna fly my kids can't handle that even under normal circumstances so with a mask probably not a great idea yeah, yeah uh you know my little one is too paranoid for something that's like true that. yeah he's the one that's more scared which is fine i mean well, all, you know i get it it's got its pros and cons but he's definitely of everyone i know he's probably the most proactive 
about wearing a mask and keeping social distances, and he's six. Yeah, uh, right? <laughs> he's very good at it, you guys. Like, good enough at it that I wonder if he's ever going to want to be around people again. So yeah. We'll see uh, how this the... is drastically changing everyone. I mean, but yeah. he's been around children. You know that. But, um, yeah, yeah. but you know, we'll see. He's going to be fine. Uh, <laughs> but we've talked about a trip in the fall and, and really, honestly, have done absolutely no planning at all. Yeah. I would be perfectly happy with going back to Galena. Yeah. Because Galena is one of those places where, you know, the weather can change the variety of activities available to you. Um, and I think that would be nice, yeah. you know, to go in the fall. We always go in the summer because we plan a trip to Galena with my family oh, um, yeah. in the summer. And it's it's a beautiful place, but um, because everything is kind of outside, when it's hot, it's, it's kind of a bear, you know? That's totally fair. Yeah. And, and it's not like... You're going to a water park. That's not the outside activity. You're no. going to, like, ride a horse, and it's 95 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever ridden a horse, and it's 95 degrees, but it's, it's no, not No, but I don't like, want to. It's not, like, super calm and laid back and relaxing. It's mostly just hot. Ugh, that doesn't sound like fun And I don't like being hot. I got married in January because in I Galena, didn't want to yeah. be hot on my wedding day. Fair. Yeah. Like, that's the only reason. <laughs> so, I don't know what, what the fall brings, but, um, you know, you mentioned your, like, adult-only trip. And mm-hmm. Mike and I didn't take a trip, um, but we did go to a golf outing, um, which was put on by the, uh, well, sort of put on by the group that we are a part oh, of yeah. online on Facebook. It's called the Chicago Craft Beer Alliance. Mm-hmm. And... Um, an individual that's a member of the group, Andrew, Sendra puts on this event. This is the second year that he's done it. Uh, Last year when he initiated it, I reached out to him and offered to make the golf sponsor signs, uh, which is what my business does. We make a variety of different signs. And uh, we do a lot of golf outing signage. So it's not like it's totally out of our depth. And I was very comfortable with the idea of donating them. Because he was jo- uh, donating the money to um, that they fundraised to the Lurie Children's Hospital, which is great, yeah. which is a great place uh, in the Chicago area, mm-hmm. um, and it's the place you're going to take your kids to if you for have the most to, part. Right. Yes, um, if you unfortunately need to do something like that, then yes, that's the place you go. So that's an awesome, yeah, awesome. Yeah, so it's a great cause, and his, his the whole premise was that the way it was going to be set up was every uh, every other hole was going to have a brewery on it. Mm. And they were going to be pouring beer for you. And you got to sample beer from local breweries, hit some golf balls, and, uh, you know, participate in raffles and prizes. And and, uh, there was also this last year, um, a few weeks back when we went, uh, the opportunity to donate a couple of bucks to drink from the rare tent. And there were different rare beers available. Something Um, different. Yeah. Um, and it was just an all-around good time. Nice. I've literally never golfed before up until <laughs> that day. Um, I've played miniature golf, mm-hmm. which is not golf, in case you guys no, were wondering. No, not even kind of. <clears throat> not even kind of. I'm also left-handed, so as, as, as am Lauren, I. Yep. that's a weird similarity that we <laughs> right? have. Yeah. That's why we're so connected. There you go. Um, it's one of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as a result... It's very difficult to, like, rent clubs at a golf right. course. 
they usually just borrow have a club. lefty clubs, yeah. but but it's not as common. And it, so I didn't want to just rent clubs. So I went to like a U sports store, and I just rented like three lefty clubs, and then or rented. I bought, bought three lefty yeah. clubs, <laughs> and then they had a whole set that I bought for my husband. Um, oh, nice. He has golf before, but I think the clubs he used to play with maybe. We're at his parents' house, or he doesn't have them anymore. I don't know. He wasn't an avid golfer. My husband has golfed probably once at a golf outing, and I use golf, no, this will be quick, very lightly. Loosely, He literally right? made or used like a tool belt with two holes in it, and one was like for beer, and one was for like, I don't know, a driver or something, and maybe he had a driver and like one iron, and that was that's all he had. Like he walked around and that was it. And I think that people who play golf would be offended by uh, us saying that that's a sufficient number of golf clubs. But I'll be honest with you. I had three. I had a driver. Mm -hmm. I had a five and I had an eight. Okay. And a putter. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that the I'm gonna say a driver used, and a couple irons and a putter. Perfect. The used sports store guy gave me the putter and a bag. Oh, how nice! Yeah, very generous. Oh. I went to play it again sports in Oak Lawn. Nice. Oh my Super gosh! Super awesome I place. Ninety fifth Street, right? Yeah, yeah. I Super been there in awesome years. place. Cool. Great people. Uh, if you are still looking for a bicycle <laughs> for your child and you oh. just can't find one, I strongly recommend that you go cool. to Play It Again Sports. Right. There were like a million bicycles wow. there. Yeah. Cool. So I like it. I know everyone on the planet is trying to find a bike for their kid right True, now. So yeah. if you're doing that, check out Play It Again Sports. Okay. And they're all over the place. There's yeah, the one in Oakland is the one I went to and it was awesome. Um, but they are everywhere. Um yeah, so he was really nice, really helpful, although my driver was way too long for me. And uh. so I kept, like, hitting the ground with it. And, like, <laughs> the two guys that we got placed with um, on our foursome were actual real golfers, oh. <laughs> um, which actually was probably better than people who weren't because Fair. we would have taken Did forever. Did you play best ball? Yeah, we played okay, so, best yeah. ball. So basically everybody hits and the the best ball right, is the one that you, everybody then hits yeah. from from that point on and you just so if go that way sucks you're gonna be you're out gonna there be out forever. there forever so it's probably yeah. great that we were placed with people who had real talent yeah. um they would be, they would have been very modest about that and been like oh i'm okay but they were actually very good um and really very constructive and the one guy was also a lefty Oh, uh, yeah. So that was really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really helpful for me. But all in all, it was a great time. Um, I got to chat with some brewers. Uh, I got to make some connections. Hopefully, we're going to catch some of those people awesome. on this podcast in the future. We saw Ricky from Foreign Exchange, oh, yeah. uh, which, you know, we were fortunate enough to talk to for quite a while a few weeks back, as you guys might remember. And um, he was pouring beer on the ninth hole i don't remember i think the ninth hole sure it's all next year i will make this i was definitely that's actually when we were in sturgis was when we were at the golf i know because you would have been you and your husband would have been the other two and we would have been but we all would have sucked yes so we would have been the people that they were very impatient with on the golf course that were taking forever fortunately though i Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. the guys in front of us 
were taking their sweet time. Uh. I won't say who they were because <laughs> I hope to someday talk to them on this podcast. <laughs> Lovely people. They're just very, not great golfers. But leisurely about their <sighs> golf plans. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I actually had a really fun time and have like thought about making a night of going to like a driving range with my okay, husband. So I don't golf, but top golf is fun. Yeah, I've yes. never been to Top Golf. So Top Golf is fun and it's covered and there's heaters and so you and they have a waitress that brings you food and drinks and you get your own little area okay. and you just golf off of essentially like a balcony without a fence out into and you aim at these different areas and you get points. So it's oh, like a game. It's competitive. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's like no, I get horrible. It. I don't mean but, to sound like yeah, that's I'm, a bad thing. I am absolutely horrible but it's fun i would definitely recommend doing that for like a date night or whatever we've done it for like a a work outing before and me and a couple girlfriends have done it nice Um, yeah so it's fun all right i'm gonna open our next beer since we're just way talking about our summer and because we spent eight minutes talking about campers i told you it was gonna be a while all right malted milk ball stout i have not had this I don't know anything about it, but we'll give it a try. Milk stout with cacao nibs oh, and man. milk sugar. I mean, what, will you agree that it's cacao? But can I just think it's cocoa. I don't... Yeah, I... When I look at the words, I think cacao. Can we get somebody to correct this? Can, can someone... Somebody I'm going to write this us, down. Yes. How do you say this word? Can somebody just tell me so that I can say it right from now on? Right. I'm sick of getting it wrong. All right. We're going to fix this problem. Sounds oh, good. Oh, thank you. All right. Malted milk ball stout. So it smells like a malted milk ball candy. I've had a malted uh, milk like ball beer once before. Chocolate. What the hell? No, I... Yeah. Well... Malted milk balls? What are malted yeah, but milk balls? There's a balls? brand that like There is. And what's it called? I don't know. <laughs> but it smells like that. Is it it's getting late, man. Right. And I just like What's it called? Whoppers. Whoppers. Thank They're you. Whoppers. Okay. It oh. smells like whoppers. <laughs> Jeez. I make this bad I make cookies that have crushed malted milk balls oh, in them. Okay. They're very good. Everybody loves them. It does and I have to buy little the movie size boxes of whoppers because it's like the only size they sell at the grocery store half the time um and i'll buy like six boxes of them and i always buy way too many so i have like three left yeah i'm just like well these are delicious so that works out this This is what it's that's what it smells like to me though is whoppers does smell like whoppers it's a very it's dark i mean yes hold it up i can't even see through (laughs) i know all right right. let's give it a try Mm -hmm. Kind of tastes like Whoppers. It does. It tastes... I think I'm deciding I don't love malted milk balls, though. Oh, no. I don't dislike the beer. I just... I think I maybe I... Maybe I need another flavor. Not enough for you. After we just drank that beer with like 14 things Maybe in that's it. why. Maybe I was... My, my palate... Needs a little yeah, bit drink of some a, water a and then have another drink. Because I took a little sip of water here before I drank mine. And mm-hmm. I think even with that, I still felt like I tasted the other beer a bit. All right. I'm not saying it's bad. Let me preface. But it 
it's totally as advertised though it tastes like a malted milk ball i mean the aftertaste is super like all i'm getting is malted milk ball candy aftertaste the same yeah, yeah it tastes exactly like a malted milk ball i think i expected a little bit more sweetness to it it does have i don't want to say a harsher flavor but it does it, it is a little bit of a more of a cutting flavor mm-hmm. than we're used to you know the, the smoother beers that we drink especially stouts Mm-hmm. They always seem to, you know, they have that that milky, uh, creamy flavor. It definitely, and, yeah. And this is not really as creamy as... Some of the others that we've had, yeah. I was just reading the rest of that can, but... Yeah, it really is, I mean, it's relatively simple. Milk stout with whatever that C word is, cacao nibs, and milk <laughs> sugar. I was so. like, what? I already forgot. <laughs> What word we were talking about. Cacao. And I was just like, what? Sounds like a crow. Um, Yeah, so there's not a lot to it. It tastes like a malted milk ball. I think maybe I expected a little bit more sweetness to it. Um, Maybe a lot of the stouts I've been having lately, especially with this kind of similar makeup, have a little bit more vanilla, are a little bit creamier. Have yeah, you know what this beer sweetness. is missing, Lauren? Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> so our I, signature. Maybe this is what we're missing. Maybe with vanilla. Maybe this beer just needs a little bit of that. Maybe. And that would just, just like bring little, it over, over the edge. Possibly. Okay, let's let them know. Untitled art. <laughs> we are gonna need you to add some vanilla to your malted milk ball stout. But otherwise, great. It tastes. It tastes <laughs> like a malted milk ball. It does. Um, yeah. You know, so. it's definitely true to its intended yeah. flavor. I just think that um, you're right. I mean, I, um, do I not like malted milk balls as much as I thought? I think you know what it is about malted mm. milk balls. I do like eating them, but I'm not going to eat like a whole box of them. I'm yeah. going to eat like a, a couple. couple. Yeah. You know? And so maybe that's that's how this beer feels to me is that it's an interesting flavor and i'm definitely getting malted milk ball yeah. and it's, it's no complaints yeah. or anything but it's just not something i'm gonna sit and i mean Drink we a have a 12 of, ounce can yeah. here and there's no way the two of us are gonna finish it yeah. i mean i'm glad i tried it yeah but mm-hmm. i probably wouldn't need to drink more than the you know three ounces i have in sure. this pour yeah i think uh also the the couple of stouts i've had from them I think have really, I've really enjoyed. So maybe my expectation oh, was a little okay. higher. So there's Zanzibar. What's it like a chocolate ice cream stout or something? Okay. Has to be one of my my favorites. It literally tastes like chocolate ice cream. Wow. Like it's it's fantastic. Um, and then or, oh, quite a while ago, they paired with um, a Chicago company. They did a Dulce, Dulce de Leches okay. stout. And that was really tasty as well okay and i think had a little bit more complex of a taste and so i think i really liked both of those um they also they're the ones who did the cookies and cream with angry chair oh yeah so i remember that so some of the the stouts that they've put out have been very tasty i think okay um and maybe not necessarily sweeter but a little bit more of a flavor palette to them okay um 
And so those are kind of what's in my head, I think. And this is fine, but I don't, I don't love it. But yeah. it's, it's good. It's exactly, it tastes like a malted milk ball. If you really like malted milk balls, you'll this like it. This might be your jam. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely not bad. It's, it's, a, it's a solid beer. It's just not my favorite stout. You know, that's part of the problem too now is like so many breweries are putting out really amazing stuff. And if you get to taste that really amazing stuff, everything else is just a little bit down on the ladder, you know? Well, and I mean, I think this comes into play, especially when you drink something that there's another brewery that's made that. Or very similar. Yeah, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, oh, I love, you know, Oreo, you know, whatever, yeah cookie idea you know i had mm-hmm. one and it was so good and then you have another one and you're kind of like eh, it's but that not one as was better yes. and even things that aren't nearly that specific mm-hmm. even even beers that just you know i mean you know we always go back to that miskatonic beer that has it's a breakfast stout that's got maple in it yeah. and how for us at this point i think that we're going to hold every other breakfast stout up against to that, that yeah. beer and very few are going to be Man, I hope I find one that's much better because it was amazing. That was fantastic. But because that Mm -hmm. that specific style with those specific elements exists in other worlds Mm -hmm. and other breweries make that beer like that beer. Yeah, we're gonna have the opportunity to hold it up against that beer. Yeah, and as a result, may feel like some things fall just a little bit short. And I think that. While this is something that, um, you know, I haven't had a lot of malted milk ball stouts. Although I will say, I feel like I've had one before. Didn't Pollyanna make a malted milk ball pastry yes. stout? Yes, yeah. pastry penguin. Pastry penguin. They did. I loved yeah, that. I did beer. too. Me too. Yeah, I that compared the the two, mm. that one was was very good. So yeah. I think, and I think that one was a little bit more of a f- more flavorful than this yes. one. Yes. Um, but that's the only other one I could think of. But they did make a a malted milk ball yeah. pastry. Yeah. Yeah. So. so well, um, you yeah. know, sometimes you you get one that you're just not sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all right. It? Untitled so Art makes some fantastic beer. This uh, passion fruit orange guava milkshake that we drank was just like fantastic. Yeah. I really really liked it. Yeah. It was really good. Perfect with bacon and eggs. Yes, perfect for breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> um, and we'll you know we'll catch un- Untitled Art again soon. I'm positive of that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks everybody for joining us tonight and tonight. And <laughs> last time you commented, uh, thank I you for joining say us it every time. And um, and please feel free to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Parenting by the Pint. And find us on your favorite podcasting app, same name. Mm -hmm. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will catch you guys again soon. All right. Thanks thanks. a lot. Bye-bye. Bye.